Welcome to Little Things, your weekly friend meet cute with me, Coastly Cummings. It's cozy time. Hello, welcome back to Little Things. It's the podcast where I talk about motherhood, life in Korea, along with little things at Pod Little Things on Instagram, at Pod Little Things on Twitter, and we have a new Facebook private group called Pod Little Things. And you can join us there too, ask questions, talk about episodes, whatever. Um, But anyway, really happy to be back. It kind of felt like a long time since the last episode. It's just been a week, but I think I've just been thinking a lot about stuff that I want to talk about. So I'm happy to be back. Oh, and I forgot to mention my newsletter. I send out a weekly Sunday morning newsletter. Sunday morning, if you are in the North America hemisphere, North America side of the world, not hemisphere, North America side of the world, Later Sunday night, if you're in my side of the world, Asia. But um, my newsletter is a pretty similar to this podcast. I write about, oh, what do I write about? I inc- like to include fun links. I usually write quick mini personal essays about experiences that I have here in Korea, living abroad, or essays about motherhood. I don't know, all sorts of things. But I always hope that it feels less like a typical email newsletter than just like a letter from a friend. And I love reading your comments and hearing your book recommendations. And sometimes I send out midweek emails asking how you're doing and asking for your opinion or thoughts. And it's just a lot of fun. It's really casual, but I've heard that it feels a lot like a note from a friend and i know for me i love writing them and i really do imagine you all as my friends when i'm writing these email newsletters so please subscribe it's at coastally.substack.com the link is in the show notes also all the products that i recommend or anything i mention that i think might be helpful to have a link to there is a link in the show notes that will link you back to my new website littlethingspodcast.com which will list a full show notes, including all the links of things that I mentioned in this episode and the last couple episodes. So let's get started today. So (laughs) I've actually been sitting on this idea for a while. I mean, it's not like a novel idea, but I think I just feel weird talking about it because, you know, it feels like, well, if I'm using it, then I can't talk about how I don't like it. I don't know. It just feels like a little... A little silly because I do still use it, but just like the title of the episode says, I feel major Instagram fatigue. I don't know if anyone else feels the same way. I mean, I felt like this for years (laughs) and I've felt, I don't know, I've had really complicated feelings about Instagram and social media in general for a long, long time. You know, sometimes I feel like it's super helpful, it can be really comforting. I've made like friends on Instagram, like real friends that I've ended up meeting in real life or ones that I haven't met in real life yet, but I really do consider us real friends. I've invited them to my house to parties, even though I've never met them in person. Instagram can be inspiring. It's a place I can learn things most of the time. It's also a place I turn to when I want to laugh. 
but I kind of feel like for me, that hasn't been the case for a long while. I mean, that's because I haven't adopted TikTok, but <laughs> I haven't, I tried to, I tried to get on TikTok and I was like, I'm just going to let other people share the best TikToks to me. I'm not going to go on TikTok. But for me, Instagram has become an app I dread engaging with, but I still feel like I have to. And then there's a part of me that kind of wants to, but it's that part of me that's like, I can tell it's just like this impulsive, like, well, what's there? What am I missing out? Like, well, what if someone has left a comment that I haven't seen? You know, like kind of that yucky feeling where you feel like you have to check it, but you don't really want to. And you know, if you do, you'll be on it too long. I don't make any money directly from Instagram. I'm not an influencer. I don't have sponsorships. I have a very small following. It's not a place I find clients. It is a place I network kind of casually, but it's mostly a place where I keep up with friends and family. Um, some pop culture kind of follows. I do post pictures of my kids. And that's mostly turned into photos, videos of my son modeling <laughs> here in Korea because it's hilarious. And I really like to share the books I read on stories. I don't do reviews, nothing. I literally just post a picture of the cover of the book and say that I liked it or not. <laughs> but at the end of the day, Instagram feels empty to me. And sometimes there's a fun interaction or like a meaningful interaction, but most of the time I feel like, what is this? What does this mean? Does this mean anything? And it's taking time, my time. And I kind of realize I'm not sure I want to be spending, I've kind of realized I'm not sure I want to be spending an hour a day or whatever it is accidentally scrolling on Instagram. And I'm just realizing like that's an actual whole hour of my actual life. And I just don't know if I want to be giving it to Instagram anymore. Plus, holding my phone makes my fingers and my wrists hurt. And I'm not kidding. <laughs> and I really don't feel like I'm on my phone that much. But I got um, nursing elbow, nursing arm, nursing elbow, what do you call it? This thing that that people that nurse get can get from kind of holding a baby while nursing. Anyway, I got it with my second baby and then it kind of went away. And then I got it again with my third baby and it hurt pretty bad. And I did a little bit of physical therapy. And then with my fourth baby, it was really bad. And I went to physical therapist, wore like a hand wrist brace for it. Anyway, it's exacerbated by holding my phone. And I haven't been good about wearing like the brace or doing physical therapy. And I've just found that the less I hold my phone, less I'm on my phone, then the better it is. It doesn't hurt so much. It kind of hurts when I'm on the computer too. Anyway, yeah, that's another reason why I'm not on Instagram. Anyway, in the past, I've deleted Instagram like every Friday. And I think I've shared this on the podcast before. I don't remember which episode, but that way, so every weekend I wouldn't have it on my phone. So I wouldn't be tempted to scroll absentmindedly. But lately I've been using it, realized it's really not a big deal for me to delete, like completely delete the app and only download it when I know I need to post something and then respond as needed for just the minimum amount of time and then delete the app. And it, yeah, it just really wasn't a big deal. Like all my login information is saved, get on, post, 
something on pod little things um, or on my personal account, respond to comments and then delete it. And I haven't thought about it. Like it hasn't, hasn't been on there for like a week and a half. And there's been a couple of things that come up that I'm like, oh, I would have known about that if I was on Instagram. Like I didn't know about this thing with a friend or this thing with a friend. Um, and I don't like that feeling, but I'm not sure the trade-off is worth like having it on my phone and feeling the anxiety that I tend to feel when I have it on there. It just feels like it's always like pulsing. I'm just like, hmm, I need to check that. I also feel like unless I'm selling actual product or like have a company, like an e-commerce company or something on Instagram, or I'm a career influencer where I make money off of sponsorships on Instagram, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on Instagram. It doesn't make sense. I'd much rather spend my time creating things, not consuming other people's things. And I just am starting to feel exhausted from seeing everybody else's things, but I'm, and I'm feeling too drained to make my own stuff. So I'm hoping to that, you know, getting off of it more will help me restore my creative energy and increase my creative output by, you know, decreasing my intake of social media and other people's content. I was spending way too much time watching and reading what other people were making and not enough time writing and making my own stuff. I don't know if anybody feels the same way as me, but that's what I'm doing for now. And I definitely don't see any moral, you know, value of like being on it or not being on it. But just for me, that feels like that's the better way to go for now. So I'd love to hear your your thoughts. You can message me at Paul Little Things on Instagram, or you can send me an email at coastly at Paul Little Things. No, coastly at Little Things Podcast. <laughs> Um, dot com and or the link is in in the show notes but i would just love to hear maybe i'll take a little poll on stories and kind of see what you how you guys are feeling on instagram i don't know if it's just the culmination of the last couple years has made it feel extra extra because i think i've just been on my phone more than i would have normally during pandemic times um unless i deliberately put it away or turn it off but i'd love to hear it So I don't know if anyone else is experiencing something similar this September, um, but it's the first time all my kids are in school. So I have four kids and the oldest is 10 in tomorrow, turns 10 tomorrow. And so for the last 10 years, anyway, just haven't had all my kids in school. I mean, there have been small, you know, shorter periods where I had a child in like elementary school and then one in pre-K and then one in a preschool and portions of the day where I had some time. But this is the first time they're all in full-time school. My youngest son is the youngest student at his international school. (laughs) Anyway, it kind of feels like... I've entered a new era with all the kids in school and it's not that I'm, I'm not sad. I have never been a parent that gets really sad on their kid's first day of school or, or anything like that. Um, but this does feel a little bit different. And when my youngest started school a few weeks ago, full time, like I was like, 
kind of, and I've never experienced this before, just beside myself with anxiety um, the first two days of him being at school. And I knew he would do really well socially, but he had just turned three. He has just turned three and he's, anyway, I, I was just worried about, I don't know, it was just weird. Like I just didn't anticipate being so sad. I think it just, it felt like, oh, wow, my baby is gone. Like, it's just weird to see him growing up and he's our last baby. And I think it's also, you know, it's a little up and down because of COVID. So for us, every other week, so three of our kids go full-time in person to this international school they go to. And then our oldest son, he rotates every other week, staying home and doing online school through like video calls and different programming. Um, And that's something that's been mandated through the authorities for this specific international school with the size it is and everything. So it I mean, I don't feel like I'm totally off the hook, you know, because I have one week on one week off, but wow, this is a week off and it's just, (laughs) just unbelievable. I'm like, I, I don't really, I, I don't know. I'm kind of like trying to figure out what to do with myself. I mean, there's a lot to do. I mean, that'd be my first thing is to say is that like, I'm not sitting around eating bonbons. However, the first day they did go back to school, I literally did lay on the couch. I didn't fall asleep. I just stared at the ceiling and listened to music for like an hour and a half. And I'm not actually home alone because my husband works from home in his home office for a corporation here. But he was going in the office like a couple times a week and then they uh, pulled that back because the COVID numbers went up again. So he's at home, but he's kind of in there most of the day. We usually eat lunch together, but I like just being in a quiet home during the day. I can't think of anything more luxurious. Like it just is really, really lovely. And like being able to clean while listening to something and not being interrupted. I I think just, yeah, just, I I tend to be pretty extroverted, but like, I definitely need my time alone and like, just, just being able to be alone with my thoughts, thinking or listening to something and being productive has been so good for me. (laughs) It's been really, really good. I've also, um, I've been turning down freelance for, for the last year, uh, but I'm starting to say yes to some freelance. Um, I'm not sure exactly what will take shape, but I'm waiting on a couple of things now and just started doing um, a project this week, actually. So that has been fun. I mean, I think for me, I really would like to keep that to a minimum if if possible, my freelancing writing to a minimum so that I can spend as much time as possible, like creating my own stuff. And I feel really lucky that I'm able to do that, but, um, like creating this podcast and writing my newsletter and, oh my gosh, I've been fretting about this book that I've been working on for now it's been a year and a half. Um, it might just be starting something new. It might just have gone stale, because it's been sitting for so long. But um, yeah, it just feels like a, 
huge privilege to be able to, I mean, I don't have a working visa unless I work for corporate, a company here that will sponsor me. I can't work full time. Um, I also, it would be really something, I don't know if it would be, it would just be too hard. And I think for us to both try to work full time here with all these kids, um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. But I can work like contractor freelance. I'm still working out the taxes and and like how I'd have to incorporate and all the different stuff to be able to do that. But I, yeah, I should be able to work for companies back home in America or companies here. And that's kind of what I'm doing now, just kind of on my own terms and keeping it flexible. But between my podcast and my newsletter and you know, this other freelance I'm starting to take on it. It already, it's already like five to 10 or a little more hours a week, which kind of feels like the right mix because another thing I really want to make sure I'm doing on here, and this is kind of selfish, but I'm like, we may never live here again. Like probably we'll never live here again. I really want to take advantage of living in Korea. And if my kids are all in school and I have a car or like I'm getting comfortable with public transportation, I really want to explore the city. So like that's something that I'm considering like <laughs> my job is like just exploring and seeing the city and I want to start going to museums and I'm um, going to places that I haven't been before. So, and then I also spend a lot of time going on walks. <laughs> it's very lady of leisure, but I do go for a lot of walks and that has been walks are always the key for me. Um some kind of exercise but I think walking's, walking, walking is my jam. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just going on lots of long walks and there's lots of like these little, they're not secret pads, but they kind of seem like secret pads. And I just kind of wander around in the forest and it feels really safe. Um, so I do those and then uh, I've been trying really hard to, I mean, after especially after this summer where I feel like I just could not do this. I it was just, it just felt constant, you know, I feel like I was doing 10 things at once most of the time, no matter how hard I tried to like keep things simple. There's just, it was too hard. So I'm trying to do one thing at a time, just one thing at a time. So if I'm cooking, I cook. If I'm eating, then I just eat. I don't look at my phone. I talk to people. <laughs> I talk to my family if they're there, but if I'm cleaning, then I just clean. Sometimes I listen to stuff. I listen to like a podcast or an audiobook if it's something I pair it with something that I don't necessarily want to do, like cleaning or doing the dishes <clears throat> or going for a long walk. Sometimes I don't really want to do that. But if I pair it with something I do want to do, then I will do it. But I'm trying to be better about being okay with doing one thing at a time and just because I don't think I'm doing well doing trying to do multiple things at a time i think it's kind of impossible it's giving me a lot of anxiety to try to check my phone while talking to my kids and responding to this and cooking this while helping this kid and so them being gone during the day and me being able to focus on one thing at a time and kind of take a more deliberate approach to my day has been really good for my mental health like really good and the last thing I've been doing, and it's not like a novel idea, but I just read, just plunk myself down on the couch and read. And it feels super extravagant, 
and so relaxing. It's like indulgent while still being intellectually stimulating and feels like I'm doing something worthwhile, but it's something I love to do. So yeah, I've just had so much fun just reading a lot. Try not to feel guilty about that while I read during the day because I usually wouldn't read too much during the day. I don't know when I would read during the day with, with my kids around. Usually I would read at night, but I'm trying to take full advantage of that. I want to share what I've been watching and reading. I Well, first I want to say I haven't been watching a ton of TV. Um, this summer was really busy and I, I really didn't watch a lot of TV. But when I did, I really watched it. Like, for example, Never Have Ever, the se- like season two, I watched that in like three days because I can't get enough of that show. It's so good. So funny. That's on Netflix. And I love Mindy Kaling. So I just feel like she knows that genre so well. And anything she writes, I'm like, yep, I'm going to watch that. But I haven't watched a ton of TV. But what I have watched, I'm trying, I don't know, I'm trying to be a little more deliberate about what I watch too. I can't watch it from Korea, but I use a VPN so that I can watch it on Hulu like a day late. So it comes on a Monday and Tuesday, and I watch it on Tuesday and Wednesday. But it is like two two hour episodes. So there's no way I'm sitting down to watch this. Props if you are. Like I, but I can't hold still for that long. And so I try to like pair it with like a walk or doing dishes. Again, like something else I don't want to do where I'm just like, well, I'm going to do something while I watch this. I know it's like fluff TV. So I already feel a little like, "Mm, should I be watching this? And so I have to do something productive while I'm doing it. But yeah, I've been watching that and that has been really fun, like really, really fun. And just like a huge stress relief release for me. It always kind of is, but the franchise hasn't been super fun for the last couple years, but this is really fun. This is like back to, this is reminding why I've watched it for so long and why I love it so much. I also watched, and so I'm kind of behind. So like, if you've seen White Lotus, if you've seen The Chair, like I haven't seen those yet. I don't feel like I want to. And so I'm telling myself, I don't need to. Like there's so many new shows on Netflix all the time. And people are always talking about them on Twitter and stuff. And I'm like, oh, I should watch. And I'm like, I don't know. I just, maybe I just let this one pass me by. Like I don't, I don't know. I don't feel like I'm missing out too much. I do need to finish Ted Lasso. I only watched the first half of the, the half of the first season and I liked it. We just, um, I just kind of forgot about it and then didn't finish it, but I do want to watch the next seasons. And I watched Mayor of Easttown. That's on HBO Max. And we watched it through like a seven-day free trial through Hulu where you can do a HBO Max add-on, which is like 30 bucks a month or something. But we just did the free trial because I wanted to watch Mayor of Easttown. Everybody, I mean, I don't know. I was just saying that people like loved the show. We're talking about it so much. I like books like I do in books. I don't read anything about the book before I start reading it. I just go based off of like the number of recommendations or there's a few people that I follow that I'm like, oh, I really trust their book recommendations. And I know I'm rarely disappointed when I read what they read. So I'd heard enough about Mary Easton that I was like, okay. But I hadn't done my research because again, I don't want it to, I don't want to give away. I feel like even reading the cover like gives away. I'm like, I don't want to know that this is about four Irish teenagers or whatever. (laughs) 
Like, I don't want to know that this is about this girl who's having a hard time after her mom passes away. Like, I don't want to know any of the backstory. I want to be completely naive to everything that's going to happen until I start reading. So it was like that with Mary Town, but I wish I would have known a lot more about what it was about before I started watching it. I had no idea. And I don't want, I'm not going to give any spoilers, but I just didn't know it was going to be as heavy as it actually was. And then it was going to touch on like so many really heavy topics, drug overdose. And it hints at like abuse and like hints at like even like child loss and then murder, you know, and then like vulnerable women, like um, prostitution rings. And then there's like kidnapping. There's just like a lot in there a lot and for and you know maybe like a few years ago it had been like just thought it was really interesting but it was too much for my husband and i we were both like and but we but here again we watched it in three days so there you go like we still watched it all but every night like i'd kind of think about it during the day and like i wanted to know what was going to happen next like kate winslet is amazing in it like it's a really like really well done story until I felt like the last episode, the last episode was so disappointing to me. I like, we were both like, what? Okay. But I just would have, I just, I don't know. It's just like, I kind of want those hours back. Like it was just too much. And it reminded me so much of The Killing. I don't know if anyone's seen The Killing. That didn't get a lot of attention. That was like, you watched that when you were living in New York. So it's it's been out for a long time. But that was a really, that's a much darker series. I think they're in Seattle or Portland or something. And it's about this female, um, like, murder detective and, or investigator. And, yeah, anyway, like, it's super dark. It's like Mayor Town, Mayor of Town, but, like, darker. I think that's all I've been watching. I haven't been watching a ton of TV. And I've tried a couple K-dramas recently that I've, been super unimpressed with. So I have nothing to share there. But I have been reading some really good books. So if you want to hear what those are, I am listening to the audiobook of What Remains of the Day, which is not new. It's a very famous, well, well-read book, um, but I'm finally getting around to read it. I believe it's a Japanese author, and I think it's the same author as The Buried Giant, which is a book I just finished that I loved and highly recommend. And it's been really good to be, you know, reading a little some some books that are a little more literary and stretching me a bit. They're not even that that much more, but I've just been reading like solid romance, or I guess you'd call it chiclet. And so it's been nice to get something a little bit more dense in me. And I've, I'm reading um, I'm reading a couple books right now, and the gentleman a uh, gentleman of Moscow, which I have checked out from my Libby app four times over the last couple years without reading it because every time I get it I'm like oh I don't know and I knew nothing about it just the title I was like I don't know it sounds a little serious (laughs) is it a romance is it chiclet okay then no I don't think I can read it but I'm loving it it's so good it's so so good it's giving me Dostoevsky vibes it's very introspective like the main character is very introspective and thoughtful 
and a bit vain, but trying to be open-minded. I, I don't know. I just, I've loved it. And a book I'm excited at that's coming out is Sally Rooney's new book, Beautiful World, Where Are You? I think, or did it just come out? I'm not sure if it just came out or it's coming out soon, but I'm really excited to read that. She was the author of Normal People, which I liked. And so, yeah, that'll be a good, like, easy read, I'm guessing. Um, I think that's about four Irish teenagers, I believe. So she's in that, that same vein. But I would love to hear what books you're reading, what you're excited to read in 20, end of 2021 and 2022. Um, I don't really follow tons of like book news, but every once in a while I'll check like Publishers Weekly and I'm always like, oh, I'm so excited. Like it gets me so excited. And I love seeing like the trends of what what books are coming out. And from a parent, a parenting perspective, I'm very excited for um, next year, like more middle grade and younger, young reader graphic novels. There's not enough out there. We have all, any, any graphic novel that's for a younger crowd we own. We read Narwhal like every night. (laughs) And I'm like, we need more chapter books with more illustrations. We need more funny middle grade or young reader graphic novels. Like my three-year-old and five-year-old and even seven-year-old, they would like love those kinds of books. So I'm excited because I've been seeing a lot more about, um, just about calls for books like that. And I think there's going to be a lot of books in that vein coming out over the next couple of years. So I'm excited about that. But yeah, you can let me know what you're reading, what you're excited about reading at um, Instagram at Pod Little Things, or you can send me a message. My email is in the show notes. Thanks for listening to Little Things. Um, As always, like, follow, subscribe, and please share little things with your friends and family who you think might like to hear a little bit about life in Korea, get some good book recs, some good beauty and skincare recommendations, um, and just have casual girl talk. Thanks so much. Bye.